0: Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Wild Runners podcast. It's um, myself, and joined by Colin. How are you, bud? Yeah, yeah, all good, mate,
1: all good. You?
0: Yeah, I'm good, mate. You enjoying nice. taking a back seat again?
1: I am, mate, I am. Well, I mean, you know, you're the PB king, you know. Most people just have with one, you have to go and <laughs> get three in one run just to show everyone up. So thought I'd let you have uh, the limelight.
0: Yeah, well, I like to save them all for one day, mate. Just saves doing, you know, might as well do all three distances in one go.
1: That's it. Oh, you, you can get your 5K.
0: No, no 5K, mate. Save that. That's got to be on a Friday, innit? it?
1: Yeah, that's it. That's got to be, go. be a special. Yeah. So this Friday, you're going to sneak out for a 5K time trial.
0: That right, depends. It's probably a math run. Uh, so we'll be back to uh, blue on my zone then. <laughs> then. Yeah, go okay, back to not having to worry about wearing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is your heels up nice and early this morning? Yeah,
1: standard, mate. standard. Yeah, to get a,
0: get a long run in. Although,
1: stupidly, started off on the canal, so it was nice and flat, and then cut back across country and then hit all the hills. So, And I didn't know where I was going, so I had to keep stopping to check where I was. So always was fun navigating and towards the yeah. end of the run.
0: Don't complain, mate. At least you've got hills to go up.
1: Well, you got sixty-five meters in a half marathon. Yeah, it's not
0: bad, is it, for like one hour forty minutes running sixty-five meters? That's that's great. Check. That's
1: great training for Spartan. That is. I'm going to check my local five k road route, and I reckon I get <laughs> at least half of that on the five k.
0: You probably beat that doing your bucket carries.
1: Yeah, but I'm have a good look. Hang on, because I, I won't do it when I do the bucket carry, but just for reference.
0: We're all waiting for you, mate. Don't worry.
1: It's all right. Don't worry. I'm organised, mate. I know, I know where all my stuff is. I'm calming. So, in a one mile... <laughs> in in my one mile bucket carry loop, I get 12 metres.
0: That's how much your numbers, mate. Come on. You need to up your game.
1: You get 65 metres over a half marathon. <laughs> don't talk to me about maybe
0: <laughs> me the numbers. Yeah, all right. You win.
1: Um, but we're joined by uh, by the one and only uh, Mr. Steve Reese. How uh, are you, sir? Living the dream, you boys, good.
0: Yeah, we're you know, all good, buddy.
2: I reckon I get sixty-five meters just walking up my street. By the way.
0: You, yeah, I need to. I need little, to. I you? need to move house.
2: You do come to the <laughs> north. <It's> lovely.
0: <laughs> I'd love to, mate. Seeing where you run all the time is just like dream world for me
2: it's like a little piece of heaven on my doorstep it's
0: beautiful
1: you quicker at the downhill if you live there Dan
0: mate you know it's I don't true. like downhill running <laughs> <What>? <laughs> you also know I've got glass ankles which is why I don't like downhill running <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we went to the Peter Street last year and it got to the point where we were heading back down to the car and I was like well I'm going for it and yeah, I just Left, him plodding along, taking it easy. Do you not feel the need to cut loose
2: and just downhill like an out of control windmill? Is that
0: no? It's more of a confidence thing. Obviously, I don't get no no training or experience where I am doing that. And I did, I think because
2: it's, it's just madness. You just embrace the madness and basically <laughs> think of it as falling, but your legs are going at the same time.
0: Yeah, you, you haven't felt how my ankles are they mate I'm an old man now these ankles can't take it
1: (laughs) I want to see if you've improved your balance beam this year at Spartan
0: saying that I did see the weekend that they're doing the um, it's like a bloody slack line now as well are
1: they doing that?
0: down here at the germany spartans and i was like if i see that i'm just going to go straight to the burpee bit because I, str- <laughs> I struggle on a balance beam let alone trying to balance on a bit of fabric
1: I, to be fair, i felt like you the other day when i was at the physio because i had to stand on you know those bunsen
0: boards basically board. oh yeah
1: i had to do it on one foot so i stand on one foot and do like shoulder exercises What's that then my arm was Literally, my, my ankle was going like Thumper's foot. Out of hand, <laughs> but I was like, oh, this is what it's like for Dan—the beam. It's fine. Yeah,
0: yeah. Practice makes perfect, mate. Yeah. What was she uh, doing basically. that for? Your shoulder?
1: Um, just to see like how the whole core and everything was going, because she's very much like obviously, it's, I've, I've injured it doing some sort of overhead thing. I'd imagine. So she was just trying to ascertain if I can, like, stand on one foot, unbalanced, and and do it, which I could just about.
0: Yeah, and that's now giving you the all clear to train again.
1: Yes, but strict instructions, don't go mad. And that
0: ain't gonna happen, you don't know how to do that.
1: Yeah, I know. (laughs) know. To be fair, I haven't got on the monkey bars yet,
0: I've been sensible,
1: I've left it a couple of days. so Oh yeah, enough of my shoulder. Um, yeah. get, get chatting about Steve. So oh, how are you, are you, obviously, you're on the men from uh, the dreaded Rona at the moment, mate.
2: Yeah, stupid Rona ruining my running plans. So I was supposed to be meeting up with uh, Dave, the running elk, and Erin, this, this one runs um, this weekend. We are supposed to be heading up to the mighty Pendle, and Rona came along and ruined all that. So I've been sulking all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, there's no real comparison to like sitting around in your house doing nothing versus going and running up a massive hill. Yeah, I know, I don't know which one I'd rather do. Yeah, but yeah, I did Is a little a bad dose? run. Say again. Is it a bad dose that you've had? It's just to be honest, it's it's more just like wiped me out. It was weird. Like I've had a couple of really rough days with it. And then the rest of the time, it's just feeling tired and like my lungs aren't really up to it. I, I did a little test run yesterday just to see how I could handle it. So I headed up into the hills, which literally on my doorstep, just did a 5k. Um, and I was just really tired. Mm. It's just weird to see the difference that like a couple of weeks ago, I was up running a half marathon up there. And I was probably more tired after yesterday's five K than I was after that.
1: It's weird. Jesus. Yeah, it's weird. I mean I I don't know if I've had it or not. I'm assuming I have because my wife's had it twice. So kind of unless I'm immune, i pretty much definitely have it, but I can't <laughs> say I haven't noticed any any difference, mate. No.
2: Nah. Whether well, I've had it as well, like and she's she's not been anywhere near as, as wiped out as me. But then she's a girl, and she's hard, and they handle everything better than us boys
1: do. That's just well, this is it, mate. I mean, I'm I'm debating whether the, you know it is actually Rona or you just like stuck some Vimto on the test to say you had it, and then just get some sympathy, you know a bit, bit of time out of the office. That's about bad, bad thing. fair. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> just had a bit of a runny nose, mate. That was it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need some sympathy. I need some sympathy. All right. What are the kids doing? I'll get a red pen. That'll be a good job.
2: Yeah, I did think that. I didn't get any sympathy though. It's just it didn't work.
1: <laughs> the massively backfired. Yeah, that's it. Uh, things though, uh, <laughs> I'd rather, I'd ra- I can't think of anything worse than being stuck in my house or, you know, not being able to get out. So, yeah.
0: I so especially now our half term as well. Imagine that we, with, with kids at home as well. Yeah, uh, well,
1: I did for two days last week, mate, so I've done my stint.
0: <laughs> two days out two weeks, that's not too bad.
1: Good effort. Know, this weekend yeah. as well. It's all right, <laughs> time of year, mate. Tad of year. Took him to Lego, Lego Land in Birmingham. Do you know what I mean? He left it. So. But yeah, so hopefully you'll be back fighting fit then. Yeah, definitely. I,
2: I'm a big fan of tackling everything with maximum stubbornness. So everyone's saying like rest and all that silly nonsense. And yeah, I'm not going to do that no i'm gonna just keep running until eventually my lungs are like oh all right i'll carry on i'll behave
1: <laughs> yeah. that's the plan fair enough fair enough no i don't blame you mate i think it's i think it seems as we said for getting out there and doing even if once you're running, you have to stop and walk just fresh air has got to do something doesn't it And just
2: oh uh, definitely i mean i did a fair bit of that yesterday i didn't run up the uphill bits. bit um to be fair, there's only really people like Erin and Caitlin that run uphill bits. They're all they're mad. I uh, I much prefer walking them. <laughs> <laughs> so now I just I'll just take it easy and ease myself back into it. But I can't sit around in the house any longer. It's driving me around the bend. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know that feeling, mate. Got, you know, working from home, like, all through the pandemic. Oh, yeah, not good. Don't, didn't like uh, it. I went a bit mad.
2: Um that's a thing. I ran a hallway marathon during the first lockdown. I did one hundred and twenty lengths of my hallway.
0: Bloody <laughs>
1: hell. <laughs> I lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> what during that or in the build up to it?
2: I don't know. At some point when Rona happened, I went a bit woo, you know. Um it was because it was, you remember, we're like, we were only allowed out once. And I wanted to go out with my wife and go and walk the dog together. And I thought, that's a nice thing to do. Well, when do I fit my running in? I know, I'll just run up and down the hallway a few times. And it kind of went from there where I ended up starting off doing a 5K. And I ended up doing a marathon in my hallway. <laughs> like some sort of
1: lunatic. Did you have to replace the carpet or, <laughs> you know, retile it afterwards or anything like that? I
2: probably should have. I think even now, like when I walk through the hall, I can hear the carpet going, "I hate you."
1: Yeah. And what was your footwear choice? Was it, was it slippers, or you know, did you go socks? You know. Do you know what? I actually had my trail shoes on because they were the comfiest. <laughs> <team. laughs>
2: I ran a, I ran five k barefoot, and this was before the whole barefoot transition thing. Ran it barefoot because I couldn't be bothered putting trainers on. My feet were like, I had like carpet burns on my feet. <laughs> How do people do that? Oh, it was bad. So after that, I, I I decided trail shoes were the thing to tackle carpet.
1: I was going to say really, really derogatory. now, but I'm not going to. No, go for it. I was going to say, there's some, some women who work in a certain profession that could use them on their knees maybe? I mean, that
2: did cross my mind at one point. Yep. <laughs> Babe, can we just try this quickly? You know, it's, it's yeah. all for science. I just want to see if this works. I'm just going to put my shoes on my knees. Yeah. She looks at me funny at the best of times, mate. I don't think it'd raise any eyebrows, to be honest. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough. So what time did you do that marathon in? It was about five hours. I don't know. Okay. I'm, I'm not
2: exactly quick anyway. Anybody sees me running, I'm I'm not fast. I was pretty happy with that, especially given the you know the narrow constraints of my hallway and the amount of times yeah. I had to turn.
1: I was going to say you know it's not that like you you know I've never seen your hallway, but I don't imagine you've got much much room to build a, a sprint.
2: It's not very long, no, no.
1: And how I had many to paces? So to... again, how many paces was it to one? It was one eight
2: thousand. 8,120. It's a disturbing amount of times up and down your hallway.
1: I'm a bit more concerned about how you managed to... <laughs> Remembered it. T- tally that up.
0: I had a lot of He's got pencil lines it, on his wall yeah. where he just ticked it every yeah. time.
2: Yeah, you know like those prisoners where they get locked in isolation <laughs> you know, it's, it's, there's a big tally along my wall oh god that's wicked it's it's not good it really isn't it oh. see they say covid had a detrimental effect on people's mental health look at
1: the state of me had a full head of hair you know in january 2020 and then yeah no shiny dome
2: Run <laughs> off down my hallway to the point my carpet screams at me. <laughs> you got marks all over your, over your uh, hallway wall. I'm I'm just a shadow of my former self. I I <laughs> <like COVID. laughs>
1: yeah, definitely do it. So where did where did running start for you? Did you do it like a school, yeah, you know, school year in the football team or cross country or anything like that?
2: Probably my mum, really. My mum used to do a lot of running. Um, and when I was a kid, she took me out, got me into it. Um, I actually, back then, I enjoyed road running. As I got older, started to detest and hate it. Um, sorry, all you road runners out there. Um, and it wasn't until probably about three years ago when I decided to give trail running a try and just loved it. Absolutely loved it. So I rarely run roads now. Occasionally, like through the winter when it gets really bad, I don't head up into the hills too much after work because it's dark. It's pretty remote up there. And Mm. it can be a bit dicey at times, especially if the weather's bad. So for the most part, I'll do a little bit of like paths and some roads in the winter. But mainly it's trail stuff now, which I absolutely love it. I'm spoiled for choice around here, though. There's so many places where... Most of the runs that I do, I literally just leave my doorstep, run down the road into the nearby park, and then I'm off into the hills from there. Yeah. It's wicked. Um, so that's that's probably where it, for me, like I classed my running as starting a few years ago with the trail stuff. Yeah. I've done a lot of running over the years. Um, road, road work, I used to call it when I was, I was doing a bit of boxing. And I think that was the thing for me, that like mentally it was always a chore. It was just something that I had to do. I had to go and put road work in, I had to do the miles. Whereas since I've moved up north, especially where I live here, there's just so many trails and like wicked hills and all these crazy routes round by me. Even now I'm finding new ones. So it's kind of like you get a bit of exercise, but also it's like an adventure. You can lob your pack on, take a bit of food and drink out with you and go and make a day of it if you want to, or you can go and do a quick, you know, a quick blast around the quarry after work or something. If I just want to fit a quick run in, go out on my own. If I want to clear my head, take my friends out. If I want a, a social, it's wicked. There's so many different angles to it. And like people that I've introduced to it as well, like Erin, you know, first trail run she did was, was with me a little bit earlier in the year. And, you know getting people out and seeing them enjoy it as well it's wicked you get proper buzz out of it it doesn't oh. help that like better at it than i am now already <laughs> i have to say she's better at it than i am she's faster she can run further
1: <sighs> it's really infuriating it <laughs> to stack them off to find some new people
2: yeah i'm thinking that because like her and caitlin especially when they're together they're like a couple of raptors as well like the gang up on you do you know what I mean? <laughs> Absolute. She devils the pair of them. Like I love them dearly. It's it's weird. Like it's love and fear in equal measures, and they know it. You know, like the way like a great white can smell blood in the water. <laughs> they can sense fear. I swear to God, they just home in on it like a couple of like lady sharks. I swear to God. You have to see them in action. So you literally take them out of the room and just get battered by him. Yeah, and I'm not even fast enough to evade them anymore because they're both better <laughs> up there
1: than I am. I swear <laughs> it's all stacked against me. <laughs> nah, I know you're, you're saying that about introducing new people because Erin w- was on there. I think just before she went out with you, and she was, yeah, I was telling us about her and I can remember waiting all week thinking I want to see the poster out, out on the trails and yeah, I was well happy before her. Yeah, she thanks to out there.
2: I, it's one of I'll, those. Right, you don't know okay. as, how people, if they're going to enjoy it and like with her she came out said she would had a great time looked like she had and you're you're always like oh did you and and then straight away she's on to me like when are we going again which was yeah. brilliant like it's wicked
1: yeah that's it i mean I'm, I'm with you mate i i do you know i don't enjoy running on the road i'll do it uh necessity because i can't always get off road particularly in the winter yeah. or you know if i've got a interval session or something
0: like that, it's easier just to do it on the road, but yeah, my, my heart's well and truly in the trails, mate. It's think, nice you, you're the same, mate, you done. Yeah, mine's all like wooded trails. A bit like, you see, if I, have, I stick to the roads in the winter, Um just obviously because after work it's dark and stuff like that, but as soon as I can, I get back to the trails and that. I don't have the views you do, but at least I'm not surrounded by cars still
2: is that hey welcome up here anytime though you always want to come up here i'll play tour guide anytime you like
0: yeah, sounds, sounds good to me mate wait for dan coming down the hill <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh just get the pints in and i'll be i'll join you at some stage
2: we'll stand at the bottom with beers ready like and we'll be clapping going come on, dan, <laughs> dan, come on
0: i bet you finish your pint before i get down <laughs> Oh, that's the challenge, guys. If you wait at the top of the descent or, or get a can of beer. And you, you got to finish it before it. I get down. Yeah. That's not a challenge. That sounds like a big. big six, pack, six pack will do. <laughs> I'm
2: definitely filming this. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah, I think one of us is throwing up. <laughs> yeah, I might just come slow, even slower down the mountain, just so you have more beer. Mm. <laughs> oh, well, you can drive then. Um, yeah let's do it let's get it in the diary so i mean what was it that initially
1: like made you want to go head out into the trails you you said obviously it was like three years ago but what was it that probably
2: um a little bit before that so probably about i think about six or seven years ago me and a bunch of mates started going out hiking um so started off you know like countryside stuff then hills mountains progressed from there and pretty much every time we were out we see these guys and girls go flying past us like these lunatics and we always thought some of the stuff we were doing was crazy and look at them and it was like oh they're next level crazy they are and i always used to joke and say like when i grow up i want to be just like them and um (laughs) i ain't really done the growing up bit yet but I'm, i'm getting there on the crazy running side of stuff but yeah it just fascinated me a little bit and um, a few years ago, I just decided to take the plunge and bought myself a set of trail shoes and headed out into the into the hills. And <laughs> embarrassingly, I made it 0. 0.7 of a mile away from my house before I had to turn around and come back. Because back then, I didn't realise you didn't actually have to run up the hills. Um, like a little trail running secret for anyone. Life hack for you: you don't have to run up the steep stuff. Um, which I didn't know at the time so I go set off up this big old nasty hill um, probably got about a third of the way up it before my calves were about to pop out the back of my legs ended (laughs) up gingerly back down it doing like the trail running equivalent of the walk of shame tears in my eyes total embarrassment and uh, I was absolutely hooked and just every time I went out then it was like I want to go a bit further I want to go a bit faster and then I thought, well, why don't you just walk up there and then you can run a bit more at the top and did that and never looked back. It was just, I've never been that bothered about the time, but I love the distance side of stuff. So it's been about trying to push how much further I can go and, and you know, get these old legs moving. And we're going to uh, we're going to test that to the extreme at the end of the year. I've got a little bit of a silly run lined up.
1: Okay. Can you elaborate Hello. on that?
2: Yeah, so I'm going gonna, gonna to call it running home for Christmas. And I'm basically planning to run from where I live now uh, in Bake Up in Lancashire, back to where I grew up in Birmingham. So it's going to be about 100 miles roughly. Um, I'm going to run it in one go. I say within what in one go, I'm not going to stop and sleep or anything. What I'm doing at the moment is planning the route via checkpoints, so I've got a couple lined up so far. i hopefully get a few more soon. And basically the plan is I'm going to send out a few weeks beforehand uh, some bags full of, you know, supplies, a bit of change of gear, some food, drinks, stuff like that. And I'm going to hit these checkpoints along the way so that I'm, I'm basically self-supported. I don't i am need somebody driving along with me to make sure that I get through it to the end. So, yeah, that's, that's the plan. I'm, I'm working on the fact that, Given my last couple of ultra times and a few other bits and bats, I'm thinking it's going to take me somewhere around the 30-hour mark. So there's going to be a bit of sleep deprivation going on as well as some crazy distances. (laughs)
1: Yeah. So, yeah, it's still... Is it cross-country or have you factored in like roads as well? I think, realistically,
2: I think I'm going to end up going roads and paths. Um, Main reason behind that is that... So I mentioned earlier about transitioning to barefoot. Um, I've got to a point now where I really struggle to wear normal footwear. I I did a half marathon recently in my old Solomon trail shoes and my feet were just destroyed. Now what I found is that running in the hills, at the moment I'm getting to about eight to ten miles before the pads of my feet are starting to feel tender. Whereas running on the roads, I've done a half marathon so far, my feet have still felt fine. So as much as I'd like to do it in the hills, I think I'm going to end up probably having to do this one on the roads and paths and stuff, just purely because of of the footwear situation. I don't think I can go back to wearing normal shoes, certainly not at the moment. Um, So just I think, yeah, just purely a footwear thing. I think I'm going to end up having to do this one by the roads.
1: Could could you wear the, the the vibram five fingers that that style
2: isn't it? Those are kind of it, it's them um, i don't know if i'm pronouncing this right the cigarro they're um they're like i don't want to say budget brand because that's probably doing them a disservice they're actually really comfortable but you can pick them up for depending if they're on offer about 30 to 40 quid on amazon really really good really comfortable i wear them all the time now um but yeah, I'm I'm vibing the one that I'm looking at. What I didn't want to do to start with, while I was getting used to it, was spend too much money on footwear until I knew whether it was something I was going to be able to stick at. So I kind of went for more of a budget end of the, you know, the spectrum yeah. while I was working out. The only thing is, I actually quite like them; they're really comfortable. So I wear um, vivo vivo barefoot ones for for work. So I've actually got some work shoe version of them. And then I use the Cigaro ones just for running. But I am I am looking at getting some Vibram five fingers as well. So I think it will just be a case of working out how I feel, what's what's more comfortable. Um, but I, I definitely think with the footwear side of stuff, it's looking likely I'm going to have to do this one on the roads, which I'm a little bit gutted about because I prefer all the hill running and the trails and stuff. But this thing's all about the distance. So I'm going to obviously going to do it for charity um that's the plan try and raise some money for there's a, a local charity around here called the RAF foundation um, and they're basically like a, a local food bank but where with most food banks you've got to go in and kind of almost like beg for food they work differently there so they work on a referral service and they basically come out to you delivering an unmarked car there's no shame or stigma behind it um not that there should be anyway but They'll come out and do that. So it saves some of that embarrassment and that, you know, that feeling. Um they're only a local bunch and they rely heavily on donations. So the last couple of runs that I've done have been for them. Because of that, I've got to know them and they're just they're just such nice people. I mean they're normal as well. They've got they've all got jobs, families, and then they do all this charity stuff on top of it. And I just think, wow, that's that's pretty amazing. So it's a good excuse to put some some cash in the bank for them. So I'll put some stuff out soon when I finish with the route and I've got a better idea of how it's all going to work and where everything's going to go, you know, and the, the, the overall plan. But, yeah, it's basically, it's, it's looking likely going to be the first weekend in December. Um, I'm going to attempt to run a stupid distance.
1: <laughs> yeah, things so. I think if if you're doing it kind of like on, Unsupported, as in you'll be doing the majority of the running by yourself, which is what it sounds like. I think it's safer to do it on the roads and the paths rather than, do you know what I mean, up on the trails because, I mean, Jesus, it gets it gets it sketchy up there at that time of year. At the best of times, with like snow and, and like, ice, so yeah, I think yeah, I know it wouldn't be as as fun, but I think it's probably the, the best decision. Yeah, definitely. From the same point of view.
2: That, that was part of the thinking as well, was was a little bit of that. And as much as like the bravado side and me wants to go, nah, it's fine, I run in the hills all the time, I know what I'm doing and all that. I've never run that far before. The longest I've run is is 50k, um, so about 31 miles. So it's going to be more than three times the distance I've ever run before. And I don't know how my body's going to react to that. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to stubborn my way through it. But I'd rather not be doing that up in you know the hills or something because potentially as well I'm going to have to come either through or or close to the peak district so if I was running trails chances are I'd end up going through that and heading through the middle of the peaks in the middle of winter on my own probably not a good idea when I'm knackered and body's giving up on me so (laughs) So, yeah yeah some of the trails
1: up there they're pretty pretty difficult to follow at the best of times so sleep deprived and chuck a bit of snow and ice on it and yeah god jimmy you'd be there one one you'd be lost in the pizza
2: somewhere yeah exactly and it's, it's i'm no use to anyone if i don't
1: finish this thing <laughs> mm. yeah no as soon as you 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 know you want to share anything that you know we'll happily obviously share it on the bar's account try and help you draw up some some interest for the charity mate yeah definitely mm.
2: thank
1: you much appreciate yeah Let us know the roommate because obviously I don't know know what I'm doing that weekend yet. But I'll happily try and run run a bit with you or something like that. If you know, or when you get close to Birmingham, it's not a million miles away from me, so don't mind running a bit with you. Well, I think that's
2: that will be the other side of it as well. So I was thinking of in the lead up to it as well. Anybody that wants to come out and train with me, more than welcome. There's no emphasis on time with me, Um, so it's all about time on my feet. So it doesn't matter what level anybody's at. You know, if you you think you're like a novice level runner or you're a pro, it don't matter to me. If you want to come out and, and train with me, that'd be wicked. So don't nobody needs to feel like they're going to hold me back. I, need, I just need time on my feet. Um, part of the training I'm going to be doing is walking and hiking as well, purely because of the kind of distance that's involved. So again, if that's something that grabs people's attention and will come out for a wander. They're more than welcome. And then on the run itself... If people want to come out and run bits of it with me, that'd be wicked. Probably give me a bit of a boost because um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be in a dark, nasty hole inside my head for f- some some feral parts of that. So, yeah, you, anybody else, you're more than welcome if you want to. Yeah, that'd be wicked.
1: Uh, yeah, definitely, mate. As soon as you guys saw it, let me know. And obviously, you know, I've got nothing. No, no family commitments or anything like that. Then, um, yeah. No, I don't need much. Excuse, go and run, run somewhere, mate. <laughs> Good
0: You love, you the baby, Byron, as well, Colin. That's it. That's it. You could always take that with you, though, couldn't you? Have like a weighted, weighted run.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could. I could.
0: could like so a dad way. bonding session.
1: Yeah, I think we could pretty well meet at Oscar rather than. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> So you mentioned, obviously, you're moving over to the barefoot and minimalist sort of shoes. What was it that, that made you decide to do that? Um, I'll level with you. It was
2: the shock factor of seeing my running technique in slow motion. <coughs> Excuse me, little Rona cough. Disconnect, disconnect
1: everyone, want to catch it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so last year I ran, um, I ran an ultra and there's a couple of friends of mine, um, Phil and Julie, they run a, a company called your peak potential They're on Instagram. If you want to look them up at your peak potential, nice and easy to find. Um, now they came and ran the last 11 miles with me. Something I was really grateful for. Cause at that point I was knackered. I was absolutely burned out. I was in a horrible place mentally and, uh, they rocked up with some snacks and brought a little massage gun with them. And, and then just kept me company for 11 miles, which was wicked. And while we were running, um, got talking to them. So I've known them a while, but I'll be honest, I don't really know much of what they did. Um, and they do a variety of different coaching stuff through like running, um, body alignment, posture, yoga, a whole raft of stuff. Um, so anyway, we got we got talking about running technique and stuff and they just gave me a few tips while I was running and a couple of little bits that they told me resonated and actually, they you know, helped. So after the run, um, talking, to, talking to my wife about it and I said, we should book on their beginner's course and just, just see what it's all about. So we jumped on it and uh, about 150, 160 quid for an eight week course. And it was best money I've ever spent absolute eye-opener and totally shocking so to start off with they before you even do the course they do about 45 minutes of taking your various different measurements and alignments and all kinds of stuff so from that you you learn you know where you're on where you where your little issues are and you find out so many different things are linked and relate little niggles that you have are caused by something else and it's bunkers one of the things they did early on in the course was some video analysis of, of running and walking. So I watched myself in slow motion running in my trail shoes, seeing my feet coming down, landing heavy on the outside of my foot, seeing the shot ricochet up my ankle, up my knee, and all the way probably to the top of my big bald head. And it was just like, wow. And, I'm, and that was on the flat. And I'm thinking I'm running like that, high speed coming down uneven trails. How have I not snapped an ankle? And then what they showed me was how I moved with no trainers on, just barefoot. And it was like totally different. And I, I was a bit a bit shocked by, I was like, right, how, how does that work? And they, in a nutshell, explained that basically your big toes trying to find ground zero, which is easy if you're barefoot. If you've got big fat shoes on, that are designed to be rigid and, and stop your toe getting down, then it's not going to be able to find where it's supposed to be. And then it's all out of control. Now, there's a lot more to it behind the science and all that kind of stuff than, than just that. That's the in a nutshell explanation. But I decided there and then that I wanted to give the whole barefoot thing a go and just see if that would correct the issue. And it has. I've actually, I sent them some photos of my, my shoes, my old shoes, the way that they wore. And they were all burned off down the outside and really heavily worn on the heel whereas all the barefoot shoes that I wear now wear nice and even down the middle and it's just you can see the difference it's made and obviously they've done video analysis later on in that course and you can see from that the difference that it's made in my my running technique like it's night and day from where I was to where I am now and so much so that I'm I'm doing their phase two course at the minute funnily enough which is designed at more longer distance running again if that's with like a view of what i'm planning at the end of the year and i trust them i trust them i don't listen to very many people i'm a bit of a stubborn creature and uh i trust those two so yeah i've i've, I've listened and taken on board most of what they've said um but yeah that was that was it for me um and i'm not saying that that would be right for everybody I'm not sitting here criticising people who wear normal trail shoes. I love my Solomon Speed Speed Cross, and it absolutely breaks my heart that they now destroy my feet and I can't wear them anymore because I love them. <laughs> um, but it is weird how like the shape of your feet will change when they're not bunched into pointy, pointy-ended trainers anymore. It's it's a weird
1: one. Mm. Yeah. See, I mean, I I walk around in the Vivo barefoot like us if i'm just i don't want to work but if i'm you know day to day that's what I'll, I'll chuck on uh I, and i need wide trainers so the speed cross you were saying about i had a pair i think i maybe did 30 miles in them in total and i was like no too narrow can't get on with them um so yeah it's I mean I've tried the barefoot thing and still I've been full on barefoot on the beach and no it's not not for me right like, try and I, I love I love trainers too much Right, like, okay down rabbit holes on YouTube reading you know like <laughs> reviewing reviews and everything like that like honestly I've got an obsession with trainers
2: I don't think I could go fully barefoot and to be fair I never really set out on this thing to do that anyway it was it was more just a means of correcting some what I saw as serious, serious running technique issues, especially because of where i run. And It is remote. And, you know, for example, like I go, when I go out running, even when I just do a 5k up there, I have my Solomon running vest on. And inside that, I've got one of those fold away survival bags, a couple of foil blankets and a little first aid kit. Um, And then I've got a spare pair of gloves and a spare hat and like it might sound goofy because i'm 10 minutes from my door literally 10 minutes from my door but it can be that treacherous up there sometimes that i think this stuff's not going to keep me alive forever but it might keep me alive until someone can get to me yeah And, and... No,
1: i agree mate i um i mean i had pretty much the same stuff you had in my best today then I'm running locally to me, I mean, round by the canals, across fields, there's no danger there unless I come across a fucking crazy horse. Or, <laughs> you know, you know, swamp with an attitude problem or something like that. Um, <laughs> but I always, I always have that stuff in my pack because the races I do, that's like minimum, that's, that's the minimum kit requirement. So, yeah. why wouldn't you train with that sort of stuff in it? Like, it weighs nothing. Nice.
2: Um,
0: yeah. I mean to be fair,
2: I don't take it out of my pack actually. So I suppose even when I have been running roads, it's still in there. But I am definitely conscious of that when when I'm going somewhere remote. You know, even if it is my local hills, I always take a bit of gear with me and just 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 in case because you just never know. Like I feel like I'm invincible most of the time, but some someday that might not be the case. No,
1: to me, that's 100% the right thing. I mean, I've been up in the Lake District and had to turn around. um, I think of at least one occasion where stupidly I was trying to do like a big horseshoe route in whiteout conditions. And I picked off the first two peaks and I was like, yeah, this ain't good. I can't even see more than 20 meters ahead of me. I'm like, I know there's a big drop coming. So I was like, yeah, I'm turning around, following my footsteps back um but yeah no i think i think it should be mandatory if people go up into the mountains they have to have minimum type of kit or if you call that mountain rescue there's a fee particularly yeah. or there's a fee if you have found there with jeans and bloody road trains on yeah I've, I've
2: seen some crazy states up in the mountains and it's it's genuinely terrifying and i try not to be one of these like judgmental you know, these gear snob types that's like oh you're in the wrong shoes but you know when when you see someone like coming down a snowy icy descent in a pair of normal road shoes
0: yeah. it's just like
1: wow what are you thinking although to be fair it is funny when you see them like a spartan race isn't it wearing them
0: just wearing their normal <laughs> normal road shoes and you're like yeah oh, you're gonna re- regret this so much yeah <laughs> especially when you get to a slip wall and you can just see them all just slipping gum head first coming down you're like yeah. now do you regret not investing a little pair of trail shoes for this <laughs> i you so like even in trail
1: shoes you can end up on your ass so yeah
0: guess. it's when you see their nice new trainers as well and you're like oh, they're not going to look that new by the end of this race <laughs>
1: It should, it should be like an initiation, shouldn't it? You buy some new trail shoes, you gotta get them muddy within like twenty four hours. Yeah. They're not. They're not even proper trail shoes until they're caked in mud. No. Until they're stiff. Like, You know. <laughs> yeah. You know they crunch a little bit when you when you pull the laces up. You know, and you know dirt, dirt dust flies up when you pull tight. That's, that's when you know you have got they're broken in. It's the smell for me at the point when they start to
2: smell like a swamp. I know that they're now broken in and they're good, reliable trail shoes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm at that point where all my shoes are in the garage, then they're not allowed to be in the house.
2: (laughs) It's probably a wise
1: choice. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Same with my running kit. It's like if that comes off and it's straight in the garage, where the washing machine is, that doesn't go in the washing bin up in the bedroom. So you mentioned you, you did uh, the ultras, you, was it plural for ultras? So again, was it? Ultras you, you've done? Yeah, I've done I've done two.
2: Um, unofficial ones, funny enough. I was supposed to have done one the year that Covid struck um, and it obviously it ended up getting cancelled. Because it was for charity, I just devised my own route and ran one myself around here. So I hit like four hilltops locally and then, um, the same ultra was canceled again last year. So I ended up just running the same route again, but a load of, um, a load of my mates and family and a bunch of people from the charity came out and, uh, made me some like little way stations along the way. It was really cool. So it turned into a bit of a community thing in the end. And, uh, I nearly did a cry. I was like, I, the last bit, I was absolutely exhausted. I got to this bit where i don't know if you've seen it on any of my photos the singing ringing tree it's this big metal thing made of pipes looks like a tree on the hillside it's really cool and they all decided to wait there for me well i was knackered didn't see him because i had my head down i was broken come up this hill and then all these people start cheering i was like why are my eyes leaking what's going on here (laughs) where's this water coming from so embarrassing but it was really cool. It was just nice having all these people turn out and like cheer you on and that. Um, but yeah, so that was that was last year. So I've done one a year before and then done that one last year. And I'm thinking I'm going to do the same route again this year at some point um, around summertime, just as training towards the big silly run at the end of the year. Hmm. But that's, that's the furthest I've ever run. And prior to that, the furthest I'd run was uh, a hallway marathon. <laughs> Just stupid things I like to do.
1: Are there any really sort of like stupid like races that have caught your eye? That bucket list ones that. You um, I've got I've got
2: unfinished business with Tough Mudder. Um, so years ago I tore my calf on Tough Mudder because I'm doing my first later this month. Nah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. It, it was basically because I'd never really run anything like that before didn't know what I was getting into, um, did a little bit of road running thinking, Oh, that's fine. I've trained, turned up and just was massively ill prepared. And, um, when I said earlier that I believe in like, you can tackle anything through sheer stubbornness. So three miles in to the, it was a 12 mile course in Skipton three miles in, I'm getting really bad cramp in both calves. I'm walking uphill backwards. Cause it's the only way I can get up and, um, and I was about to basically just bottle it and, and cry off. And I thought, well, I'll get to the next aid station and I'll see how I get back from there. And so I rocks up at this thing and they're just putting this kid onto like a golf buggy type thing with a little foil blanket around him. I just looked at him and I went, nah, I ain't going out like that. You have to carry me out fully. I'm, I'm No, no, carry on. I thought, if I can just get to the next one, and just to the next one. And when I got to six miles, I was like, well, it's fine now. I'm halfway. Might as well carry on to the end. So I powered on like a moron. And uh, I got to the end. Could barely walk. My mates had to carry me to the car. I was a right mess. So I obviously went and got myself checked out when I got home. I got them to the doctors and I detached my calf right down the middle. absolutely mangled it. And they were like how the hell did you manage to do the rest of that course like that? And I was just like, cause I'm not going out on a buggy with a foil blanket around me, like some kind of creature. It's not happening. Um, So six months of calf rehab taught me a lot about stubbornness. And uh, I'd like to say I've changed my ways. I haven't. But me and Tough Mudder have got unfinished business. So now that I'm all nice and trail runned up and I'm I'm good in the hills and I know what I'm doing to an extent. Um, I think that's something that's that's got to go on the list. And uh, and them Spartan races you boys do as well. I've always liked the look of them. I think they look pretty cool. So uh, and the badge is nice. The little the medals are wicked. They they make some really cool medals. Not the ultra then, one
1: this year, mate. Yeah. Spartan like, yeah. ultra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I haven't. Dan's done one. I yeah. I haven't done one yet.
0: Yeah, it's only 30 miles and 60 obstacles. It's nothing, mate. It's easy. Piece of piss. If you, can, if you can do a marathon in your hallway, you can do a Spartan Ultra.
2: <laughs> I think it's probably got a lot to do with the fact that I'm not right in the head, rather than anything I can physically do. I think it's more of like a... It's definitely a mental thing. It helps being massively stupid, doesn't it? <laughs> Clear bonus, seven yeah. beyond points, that's, that's also helpful.
0: A Spartan Ultra definitely sounds like your thing, then.
1: Yeah, yeah, it oh, sounds Lord. stupid. Count me in. <coughs> I was thinking Toughest Mudder, where it's um, how many laps you can do in 24 hours. 24 hours, hours, hours
2: yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I'll, why not do that as
1: well? Hmm. Yeah, no, if you're going to sign up for a Spartan Ultra, um, have a look at the medal first because if you're doing it this year, you'd be. Been pissed off. Um, Basically, it was, a, it was like a car brake pad. That's no good. So, yeah. So, yeah, they normally do pretty decent ones, but I don't know if the intern or the work experience boy was let loose on the design floor that day, but yeah, I wouldn't be putting myself in paying for that, for that way. So,
2: somewhat, I'd, I'd be handing out slaps at the finish line. I'd be <laughs> angry, <laughs> raging. Give me a proper medal slap.
1: Or at least weld four of them together. So it becomes like a
2: tombstone or something like that. I could do some damage with that when I swung it at them. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not advocating violence towards medal givers. It's not their fault that the medals are bad. Those Spartan ones do look pretty good. Most of them. like the ones I've seen in the past are like, they that Spartan helmet that looked pretty cool. And I thought one of those would look really nice around my neck.
1: Mm. Yeah, no, they are they are good. Like I said, just the ultra one I think is a bit, a bit bare bones this year, a bit disappointing if you're going to do it. So, like I said, I will let you know next year if I'm going to do one after they release the medal.
0: Yeah, I keep trying to drag well, Colin on the ultra, but he's he's waiting to see for a decent medal first.
2: <laughs> so I, I, I will just... do an ultra
1: next year. I so
0: do... if they do a nice spot on ultra next year, we'll drag you as well, Steve. Count me in.
2: I don't know how to say no to anything. This is the problem. So, like, people go, Oh, Steve, do you want to do this silly run? I'm like, Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'll do that. Wife sat there going, No, stop it. No, what are you doing now? Do
0: you, do you like it. burpees?
2: No, I hate them.
0: Ah, oh, perfect. <laughs> the
1: spine race. Yeah.
2: Why are you laughing so much? This is worrying. What's burpees got to do with
1: running? <laughs> Do, uh,
0: if you an I... obstacle, that's fine. You do burpees. Oh wow! <laughs> but no. To be fair, we, we should have got him to sign up first, Colin, before we tell but him. No, to be fair,
1: if you do open, you're going up No. Like I'm doing, am do, doing open at Midlands. I ain't doing any burpees. <laughs> I'm, I'm do one.
0: Yeah, well, I think if I'm you in. do the ultra, you should do it because you 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 know you, you deserve that medal and you're just cheating yourself, mate. Yeah. Fair point. Fair point. I, I could cope with a few burpees, I
2: think. Is it bad that like it's it's an ultra, and the bit that I'm concerned about is the burpees.
0: <laughs> no. I, mean, I mean I had to carry carry a, I think it was twenty five kg bucket for a kilometer. That was one of the obstacles when I done the ultra. And I just remember putting it on the floor and sitting on it and think I've paid a shitload of money to carry a bucket full of stones round here, and I had to do it twice. <laughs> <laughs> so so if you're like crazy in the head a bit like me you know it's perfect mate
2: yeah count me in i don't have any common sense it's fine <laughs> yeah.
1: i think when you get to like the bigger distances and stuff like that it is a type of person there's definitely a personality trait i think people have there's really that stubbornness crazy do you know what i mean there's there's definitely something there that a lot of normal people don't get. Like my wife doesn't get it. My mates, some of my mates don't get it. Like what yeah. I do is some of the stuff I do. So it, it does help being a bit mad
2: because like, you know, you know what it's like when you do the longer runs. You get to the point where you hit that wall in your head and like your body's giving up on you and you're knackered and you've got to try and find some out some means are going a bit further and the only thing that's going to get you there is the inside of your head and you've Mm. got, you've got to be a bit mad. It definitely helps. I'll talk to myself and all sorts of literally I'll be having full blown conversations with myself. Um, I I was talking to about the other day, but there were one point where we did some endurance thing on Pendle about 20 miles and the last loop of it, we were singing the Jurassic theme, Park, yeah, Jurassic Park theme <laughs> tune we are singing that and doing weird little t-rex things with our arms and roaring at nothing like I don't even know if anyone saw that but that's just weird that's the kind of stuff that seems to happen later on in these big runs when the madness kicks in and you're, you're all knackered you don't know what you're doing anymore and next thing you know you're off doing some weird shit and singing Jurassic Park
1: <laughs> yeah
0: there's been a couple of races I,
1: I did last year where i was really in pain towards the end and i was thinking, how, how can i can i sneak back, sneak into the finish area so i'll make it look like a finish and still get the medal? Well, I, I start playing games with myself i'm like, trying to think of like like i'm never going to do it like because i've I live with myself i've cheated like that but i just start playing games like to see you know I wonder if i run the line because she can pick me, drive me a couple of miles that closer. I'll quickly jump out the car. If if she drives slow enough, I don't even have to stop the watch, I can just carry on going. Um, (laughs) You know, honestly, it's weird, so crazy where where your mind goes.
2: It does. I thought about it it at one point on the Ultra where I came out of this one route, there's like a big road that I had to follow all the way to the top. And I did actually think I could just call one of my mates and get him to drive me to the top of the road. I don't have to run all this big, horrible hill and I could just get him to drive really slow and I'll hang my, my arm out the window so that the GPS doesn't go weird and squiffy. No one will know.
1: And you, you do, your mind just goes off. If you go like that as well, you'll still get the cadence. So, do you know what I mean? You could... I didn't think of that. That's a good show. Oh, see, see I've, I've thought about this in depth. Yeah, Colin's actually <laughs> worked this out. Yeah. I <laughs> mean, <laughs> you know, I was in a lot of pain, mate. I had to take my mind off how i was like, that was that trail pursuit. You saw how I came into now I was nearly broken on that one.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't have got any cars up there, though, mate.
1: <laughs> no, definitely wouldn't have. Definitely wouldn't have.
0: I mean, that's quite nice. I was just chilling in the lake whilst you was out there and i think i would have an ice cream and beer
1: yeah yeah because you would lie in and you know nice afternoon tea and both sides whilst i was up in the mountains
2: how <laughs> <laughs> was that ice cream in that
0: beer though yeah it was good mate was good. i had to run a half marathon before it but it's still a nice beautiful sunny day as well probably the hottest day they've had for years and poor old yep. Collie was out doing a marathon yeah <laughs>
1: wow. yeah with, with no aid station that was, uh, that was fun
2: yeah I bet, I bet that was interesting
1: oh uh, yeah it was getting like you're quite worrying when you're up that high and you're like I ain't got any fluids left and I've still got a good couple of hours before I'm down and yeah it wasn't i was like when i knew i had a mile left i was messaging why saying make sure you've got some water at the finish line because i really need it no but the beers and pizza were nice that night
0: though. yeah i oh, was awesome. just actually thinking that you had done all that and you got the exact same medal as me for doing half a marathon yeah i know, I know. didn't even say you had done a marathon on your middle i
1: don't know they've changed that now haven't
0: they <clears throat> yeah they have now
1: so are there any other like trail races or, or, or like routes that you fancy having a crack at uh, in the trails? I know, I, I, More like,
2: I, so I'm not big into races. I'm not really that fussed about, I think it's because I'm not fussed about the times and stuff. The mm. obstacle course i interesting, but generally I'm not, I'm not massively fussed, but it's more about the location. So but we've, I've started taking Caitlin out and obviously Erin's going to come with us as well and doing bigger hills and stuff like that. And, so we've done on one of the mountains in Yorkshire recently, but I want to start heading over to the lakes now, um, especially with the weather's getting a bit better and hit some of the big ones up there because some of the ones up there have got some crazy descents. Like, I don't know if you've ever done Blencathra, mm-hmm. but there's a few different descents off that that are just like white knuckle ride, like high speed. I'm not on about the ridges, that's a bit mental, but like coming down just off the hill, it's so fast. And that's, that's where I want to start doing now is trying to hit some of these bigger descents because I'm just like a child on a roller coaster when I get onto one of them. It's, it's like pie time, let the handbrake off and, and take off down the hill. So, yeah, I think it will be more trying to head to places like the lakes and maybe Snowdonia and some of the other ones. Get some all pretty pretty quick from around here. Mm-hmm.
1: is a good descent. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's a real good one. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, and, yeah, I think that'll probably be cat bells, is another good one, although that's not particularly big. But I think it would be quite a fun one to do and down there. Um, a good route though would be the Ketmere horseshoe.
2: Okay,
1: there's um, like when you pick, I want to say, the eight or nine where Wayne writes off. Um, on the route, it's just a big, long, like, like, like the name says, it's just a horseshoe. Um, that's you know, just quite quite a nice running route or the fairfield horseshoe is another good one to do got unfinished
2: business with the fairfield horseshoe as well we got sent packing off that in full alpine conditions a few years ago Um yeah. we, were, we were out hiking it actually and like fully crampons ice axes everything um ended up having to double back in the end like probably not even that far from the summit but that's one definitely said i'm going to head back and run that at some point because just look like so much fun, even walking it.
0: Yeah,
1: that's no, a good route. Definitely a good route. Yeah, the views there's are. so there's so many in the lake, so yeah. So
2: cool yeah. Can't go wrong up there. There's just you know, even if you you can go for the big touristy ones or even some of the lesser known ones, and the, the views are just wicked up there. And it's always like a good day out as long as the weather's okay. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah when it when it rains up there it rains isn't it oh yeah but it's English weather. Although to be fair I don't think I would bother a man like you you know some of you short shorts on you're you're good to go aren't you <laughs> it's
2: always shorts weather <laughs> I think I've got a bit of a problem a bit of a shorts yeah. problem
1: no, is that just personal
2: preference? <laughs> Honestly, it's because I had said earlier, from I'm from Birmingham originally. I think it was like a an attempt to fit in with the Northerners and prove that I'm Northern because I always wear shorts. And uh, it was just a bit of a giggle, to be fair. And it just something that people were like, as if you've gone out in shorts in that. So I'd I'd wait until the weather was really mad, like snowy, like ankle deep snow. Then I'll put the shorts on and be like, yeah, now it's shorts weather. <laughs> it's just kind of from there. It's just a bit of a like a goofy thing. But I even get people tagging me and stuff now. Like there's a running thing, right? In on Facebook. And like they're ace. There's some of these people all over the world. And like they'll go out running in snow and like tag me in it and go, look, I've got my shorts. And I'm like, what have I started? It's not a good idea. These people, they
1: need help. No, I don't no, know. I, I mean I think it's only if it gets well to be fair you, you would have shorts on. But yeah, if there's like thick snow on the ground, yeah I'll put a pair of running tights on. But no, I'm with you that wear shorts. Running tights. Have
2: a word. Come on. <laughs> it's shorts weather. Oh it is now. What do you mean now? It's been shorts weather all year. I <laughs> know of last year. No, there are times where I've regretted it. Like I, I went out, um, I remember just before or just after Christmas, we had a quick blast of snow up here. Um, so I woke up early in the morning, like, like a kid before Christmas, saw the white stuff, chucked my short shorts on and headed out, got up into the hills. And didn't realise straight away that the top layer had frozen over because it had been so windy, it basically turned the top bit to ice. So I'm running along and I got about halfway along this top path, which is fairly far, too far to turn back anyway. Um, I was like, oh, the front of my shins are hurting a bit. I looked down and there's just red everywhere. And I basically just punctured the front of my shins
0: Mm. on
2: this frozen layer of ice on the top of the snow so it doesn't always pay to be an idiot and go out trying to prove some sort of point in your short shorts and that was definitely a day where i was i wish i had some running tights (laughs)
1: you've still got the scars on your shins to prove it
2: yeah they're mangled
1: (laughs) um do you want to do the questions that we had sent in well, oh, actually, just
2: before, just while I'm thinking about it, do you mind if I yeah. just give a quick shout out to a couple of people? No, of course I might. I just wanted to say a big personal well done to Ben and Vic for the crazy month of running barefoot half marathons. I know that I've probably said it loads already on, on Instagram, but I ran two half marathons that month and I had footwear on and, it killed me. I, I needed a day of rest at least after that. How they did what they did, even forgetting they were doing it in barefoot, just to run a half marathon back to back for 31 days in a row, bonkers. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to give a big shout out to the pair of them, you know, Ben with his magnificent beard and <laughs> her beautiful feet. She has got like the most beautiful feet in all the world. It's really, really <laughs> unnerving. Um, But yeah, I just, just think what they did was amazing and Obviously, well, I'm giving them another little plug. The uh, the Just Giving site's still open, so people want to still donate. It's all going to an amazing cause. So, yeah, head on over to one of their pages and uh, chuck some more readies at them. Even if you've already donated, donate again. Donate twice, three times. You'll feel great. Do it. Or
0: else. Well, Steve, Steve will come get you.
2: Yeah, yeah. it'll take,
1: yeah. take you out in the snow and ice in short shorts. Yeah, then
2: you'll be sorry. Then you'll wish you'd checked another tenner at them, won't you?
1: <laughs> so it's funny you should mention barefoot Daddy and, and, and the beard, because uh, he's sending a question about yours. Oh God. <laughs> so he's asked, uh, uh, do you use a concoction of herbs and berries to get that fine beard shine and colour?
2: actually right serious answer i use one um i use a few drops of of a beard oil and then i use some liquid vitamin e and then i use a bit of liquid argan oil and there was another one i was occasionally i'll put a little drop of tea tree oil in there as well um so yeah i'm basically a massive tart when it comes to moisturizing my beard (laughs) not very rugged and manly that is it it's not what a massive tart
1: that's where you were going wrong with yours last year dan when you were looking all hobo, you weren't obviously putting
0: in the uh, the tea tree oil yeah yeah Oil. Yeah. do you need to comb it as well or not or is it just naturally just no. smooth it out
2: no i have a comb i don't use it i use my fingers
0: yeah
2: that's nice beardy rubbing <laughs> kind of that <laughs> makes me feel more manly after all the different
1: Oil so I've just put in it that that counters out the group the, you know the, the grooming products that you buy, you, you cover it with your fingernails. Yeah. It's but ba- yeah, that's basically it. And <laughs> uh, the running elk has asked uh, uh, what's your happiest memory related to running so far? Ooh. I think
2: probably that bit that I told you guys about earlier where I, I got to that one part of the Ultra and everybody was waiting for me they were happy tears so pro- probably that i'll just um maybe finishing one of those races and seeing the kind of money that i've raised for and you know knowing that's going to a good cause and knowing the kind of people that that helps that's probably it i know that probably sounds a bit cheesy but it really does like I know, some of what ben and vic said resonated actually when they were talking about the the record they were going for but that even if they didn't get it the important thing was the money that they were raising and, and the good that that money was doing and i think when you first start out for me anyway when i first started out with a goal of running an ultra that was all i was thinking was oh, i want to run this distance and, and that's what's important and then when you take it on for a charity and you, you get to know the people and you see the difference that they make to people's lives out there that that suddenly becomes the thing. that That's your reason for finishing. That's what drags you through it. Um, and partly in, in a selfish way as well with this big run at the end of the year. I'm doing it for charity because I want to help them. But also a little bit selfishly, I know that having a good cause like that will see me to the end when my own willpower might give up or my, my limbs might give up. Do you know what I mean? So probably happiest memory, you know, for Dave. It'd be something like that, like the difference I've made at the end of one of those
1: runs. That's probably the thing. Good answer though, I like that. Uh, And then lastly, uh, Caitlin Melvin, there's someone in, uh, asking who who your favourite running buddy is. (laughs) Wow. As if she's
2: going to do that to me.
1: I, well, I did smirk to myself when you were talking about them earlier I was thinking oh, well, this is going to be awkward
2: she told you she was a she-devil didn't I
1: told you,
2: little rascal <laughs> obviously it's Caitlin obviously she's my fave of um, nah she's wicked company though, to be fair but it, it's a tough one because obviously having Erin come out as well she's great um, my wife doesn't come out running a lot she's not massively into running but she's another one that she's right up there with some of my favorite people but obviously because it's Caitlin asking and because i'm terrified um Caitlin's my favorite
1: <laughs> uh, like that mate like that. is is it is have you got her into into running have you who caitlyn yeah
2: trails yeah maybe but not running so she started running um herself i think it was um during lockdown, just as something to do. Um, and it was only recently when we were talking about stuff. Um, I think we had, little, we had a little get-together over Christmas, like the family. And I was talking about this stupid thing I'm doing at the end of the year, this big, silly run. Um, and she was saying, oh, you know, she want, her, her goal this year was to, she wanted to run um, a half marathon. So she was on about, oh, she said, I'll come out with you, I'll do some of the training. Well, she's already smoke the goal that she set out to do she ran a half marathon in the hills with me a couple of weeks ago but she's been genuinely loving it like and it's been good because there's been times where i've been a bit knackered and i've not felt up to it and she's been in a similar position and we've kind of dragged each other through it at times as well so it's been cool having someone like that to to go running with um just that the only downside she is a little bit evil um there's, there's definitely some evil in there and and she's she's frightening. She scares me. I don't mind admitting that. But no, she's, she was already into running, but I def, I think I've I've helped with the trail side of stuff anyway.
1: Oh good. Good. So well that's two you converted then this year at least, isn't it? Yes. I'm on a roll. Um I'm on a lot of questions, Dan. You you got anything?
0: and uh, not got a question. I'd just like to say that and I appreciate all the interactions you have with the Wild Runners. And, you know, you comment on a lot of the community stuff and all their runs and that. You know, it's, it's really good to see you motivating people. And, you know, you're inspiring them as well yourself by getting out there and, you know, people look up to you. So but you hey, know, just you just, know, just keep up the good, good work, mate.
2: That's cool, but it's, it works both ways too, though. Like, I see so many people doing really cool stuff on there and it's wicked like and it's nice to see what like like um susie the other day she's into size 12 jeans for the first time in ages i was buzzing for her you know seeing seeing stuff like that that's really cool And she's like gone out there and proper hammered it you know and, and i mean she she probably achieved more than i have really I and mean, you look at some of the stuff that she's done to get to where she is and it's just things like that you see a lot of that sort of stuff and I take a lot from it too, and there's you know, there'll be times where I'm tired, I've had a tough week, I don't want to go out running, I'm not in the mood. And then I'll look on throughout the day and I'll see everybody racking up their 5k Friday <laughs> and I'm like, wow, ah, getting out, I'm getting out, everyone's doing it, I'm getting out. So it helps me too. So yeah, I'll, I'll keep doing it, but everybody else needs to as well. You've got to keep me going.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll keep we'll keep pushing, mate, don't worry. Yes. Good
1: lads. So, Steve, we've got four questions, which we ask every single guest. I know you've, you've, you've pre-heard them before. So the first question is, um, what is your favourite brand of running gear?
2: That's a tough one. Um, I think if you'd have asked me until recently, I probably would have said Solomon. They're still one of my favourite brands in terms of the kit that they make but I, I'm struggling with the footwear side of stuff. <sighs> yeah. I think I'd still have to go Solomon. That's a tough the one. the, the,
1: the, yeah, the vest. The vest. The vest. The next level.
2: They fit like a glove. I absolutely love that thing. Um, and you know, if I never bought anything else of Solomon, I'd buy the, the vests until the end of time. They're so comfortable. Yeah. No,
1: they're wicked. I love mine as well. Um, so, you, you're stuck on a desert island. You, you can already run and do laps and everything of it, or find a hill and walk up it if you want. Um, but what other piece of fitness or exercise equipment would you take with you? If,
2: would clothing, would a type of clothing be classed as exercise equipment? What if vests would be. Then I would take spandex, like. A suitcase full of spandex suits, because I just think that like I'd look proper sexy running along that desert island (laughs) beach in gleaming, twinkling pink spandex, and no one around's going to see it. No one's going to judge me. I can rock out looking like I'm out
1: of Footloose. Spandex, want to take spandex? Would you? Would you make short shorts out of spandex, or would you go full full leg? I mean, if I
2: had enough. I'd have a variety i'd have some short short spandex and i'd have some long spandex because it might get wintry in the desert island you don't
1: know um what what do you normally listen to when you run um
2: the sounds of nature
1: i'm one of those little
2: weirdos that doesn't listen to music at all ever when i run um so it's a combination of, well it's not a combination, it's two things. If I'm out running on the social, I just like a natter and a chat. And it's, it's cool to have some company in that sense. If I'm out on my own, most of the time it's because I want to clear my head. And for me personally, like going out and running up in the hills around here, peace and quiet, I love it. Absolutely love it. So I no, I don't ever take any music or anything.
1: That made me a bit of a weirdo. No, you don't really listen to much music anymore, do
0: you, Dan? I never listen to music running now. No, It's mainly because of the the math pace running. Any music just makes me run too fast. So even like today, I just had no music. And when I'm in the trails, I just love, like I said, just listen to nature. You know, I find that clears my head a lot more than listening to music.
2: I used to find that a while ago when I did used to listen to music when I was running that my pace would be dictated to by what I was listening to. That was a big part of it back then, I suppose. don't know if that's subconsciously part of why I don't now, but I do definitely like that whole peaceful feeling of just like rocketing across the hilltops at whatever speed I want to go at listening to just nothing. It's just awesome.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> Colin's got his hard house playing all the time. Only,
2: uh,
0: a
1: bit of hard house though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're talking to a house head, mate. we used to have this conversation in the past. No, I only listen to house music, mate, when um, we doing speed work. It was It was nice a podcast or an audio book. Yeah. So it was quite relaxed. Oh, that's interesting, uh, though. We listen to a podcast or something. Yeah, well, audio books as well is another one Like I uh, listen to. So then you can just sign up to Audible, you get a book a month. You know, it might take you, it depends how, obviously how many hours it is, but you can listen to one a month quite easily. It's a pretty cool idea, that is. It's a good little tactic by using, particularly in the winter. Um, if it's a good book, I want to carry on listening to it. So but I'll make the rule is I can only listen to it when I run. So then even if i don't want to go out to run it's like another way to get myself out of the door because I, I want to find out what happens
2: well that's a good idea
1: um, and then the last question we've got is uh, what one bit of advice would you give to a new runner
2: if you can't take somebody with you to help pace you then my advice would be whatever speed you set off running at, slow yourself down a little bit. One thing I found myself personally with everybody that I've taken out running who's new to it is that they always try to run too quickly to start with. And so most people, in in my opinion, what I've seen is they'll set off running, gas, then they need to walk, then they try and run again, but they go hard at it and they need to walk. And if they just slow that pace a little, they'll run a lot longer. And that's one thing that that I've took with me and that I've taught a few people that have come out with me and I've seen that it's made a difference is manage your pace. And if you're new to running, you're not going to be able to do that yourself because you don't know. So try and take someone with you, or at least if you feel like you're gassing too soon, just slow down a little bit. You don't need to go that fast. And that's one thing that when I'm taking people out in the trails as well, is I slow people down because I'm like, "Don't you, you're running at your road pace now. Calm yourself, slow yeah. down a little bit." So probably my advice to everybody is slow down.
1: <laughs> no, I think it's good advice, mate. It's funny what you said about the um, going off too fast and hitting the wall because it just made me think of my son. He's boy. He, he does. <laughs> that's that's how he. That's how kids run. Right. Yeah. Like <laughs> they don't know he's got two speeds, sprinting and walking. I yeah. else. Um <laughs> But yeah, and I think people do that, don't they? Go oh, on to smash this out the park, get four of a mile, and then Jesus Christ, this is odd. I think it's the thing of like I've seen it put people off.
2: Hmm. So it's that's the one thing that I'd hate is for somebody that could potentially end up loving running to hate it because they're gassed after like 50 yards because they've run too fast it's just things like that. and like again with the trail stuff i always say to people like take the time to stop and look around and take some pictures don't have to run hell for leather the entire time you're up there just stop and enjoy where you're at and, and take it in
1: yeah
0: that's why it's,
1: it's sometimes two races i've done this year both trail lots like half marathons and i was actually racing them both and some of the views i saw i was like oh, that's gorgeous but i'm like i'm not stopping because i'm racing yeah and you know it's just like i wish i lived around here i could do some training runs up here you know it'd be wicked so but yeah i know what you mean yeah i think if you're not racing then yeah stop take photos take it all in
2: Definitely. R- not We're going to organise some stuff later on in the year. We're going to get up to the lakes. I'll keep you boys in the loop, and you're more than welcome if you want to come with us. I guarantee it will be it will be slow enough for you to take photos. <laughs> yeah, sound, <mate>. sound. <laughs> um Well, I think that's all from us now. Is there anything you wanted to ask us, Ross? Yeah, yeah. I got a question for you two actually. And this is one that cool. I think it's going to. We'll see how competitive you are. Out of the two of you, which one would more likely win in a sumo fight?
0: <laughs> Probably makes I think I'm heavier than you. Yeah. Yeah, you're definitely heavier than me.
2: But yeah. you'd be more nimble then.
0: I mean I could just keep running round, but oh, I know no. I know he's got the endurance to keep running around as well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, so I'm just
1: going to go purely just based on yeah. I'd on, probably on, say, on Colin. yeah. No, good I said I, I
2: was going to keep it sensible, didn't I? No, no, no.
1: That's a good question, mate. Good question. You know, I, I was wondering where you were going with that then for a second.
2: I thought I'd set the scene a little
1: bit first, rather
2: than just bam delivery. You know. Okay. <laughs>
0: Is this what's going to happen in the Lake District? Then you're going to say, "Right, come on, boys, I've 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 got got your giant pants,
2: (laughs) (laughs) sumo suits, and spandex."
0: Sounds like a fun, a fun weekend. This one,
1: or a
2: worrying one.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, Steve, thanks a lot for coming on, mate. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks
2: for having me. It's been a pleasure.
1: Um, And thank you, everyone, for listening. Yeah.
0: Cheers, Steve. Cheers.